God's grace and God's mercy and his peace. These are ours, they're yours, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. We're going to look at the New Testament lesson for this morning from Revelation. I'd like to just, again, read verse 15 of Revelation chapter 7. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength and our rock, our redeemer. Amen. I looked a long time this week on the internet for a picture that captured Revelation chapter 7. And, and I have to admit, I'm, I'm just not satisfied with any of the pictures that I found. This is, this is about as, as good as, as I could get in terms of my own personal preference for, for Revelation chapter 7. You know, I, just instead of the picture, let the words of Revelation chapter 7 be a word picture for you, a picture painted with, with God's word. It's just an amazing, amazing scene that's put in front of us in Revelation chapter 7. And, and it is a picture that I never get tired of looking at. And there are four things from that picture today that I'd like to lift up for you that I absolutely love about that picture. The first thing that I, I love about that picture in Revelation chapter 7, you know, you look at it, it says there's a great crowd of faces which no one could number. And you might think it's, you're looking at a crowd of strangers. But you're not. I, I looked at it and I see all sorts of people that I know and love. I see the faces of my mom and dad. I see the face of a grandson of ours. I see aunts, I see uncles, I see brothers and sisters in Christ that I've been blessed to know over the course of my life and, and ministry. And, and I, it just is great to see their pictures because what is so great to see their faces in that crowd is I'm looking at them and I'm, I'm seeing that they've never been happier in their life than what they are right now. And that they have this happiness, it's unbroken. There's no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain. Nothing that interferes with happiness. And it just fills my heart with joy to know that they are happier now than they've ever been before. I want you to look at that crowd again in the next couple of moments. I'm going to reread the, the words of the picture that is painted in front of us. And as I do, if you want to close your eyes so as to be able to especially focus and visualize, go ahead. But I want you to look for faces in that crowd of your loved ones because they're there. Those who have died in faith in the Lord, our loved ones, they're in this scene. After this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. 
praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. I ask you, how thrilling is that to, to look, look into the crowd and, and those faces and to see their faces and to see their joy. And isn't it also a comfort? Because we miss them, don't we? And there's a, there's a hole in our hearts and we ache, we wish they were here, but God does comfort us in knowing of their joy. They rest from their labors and they're with Jesus forever. And, and they're in this magnificent, this magnificent scene. And there's glory all around them and there are angels all around them. And then there's Jesus right there in front of them. Kind of envy them a little bit, don't you? Now here's the second reason why I never get tired of, of, of that kind of a scene. As I look at that scene, what I'm seeing is my future. And what I'm seeing is my, my, my future home. Someday I'm just not going to be looking at a picture of this. And I have to admit, personal note, as I read my sermon notes this morning, as I worked through it, to grasp the reality that yeah, I'm going to die. But then comes this. That's my future. That's your future in Jesus, isn't it? I mean, this is the hope that we are living with. How blessed are we? Not only do we get to live life here and now in God's world as his children, but we also someday will live there and then with him forever. Here's what that life will look like. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun or scorching heat will not beat upon them and the lamb will be at the center and he will shepherd them and he will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Don't you just love that picture? Here's the third reason why this is such a great picture. Because it plainly, clearly shows us the reason why we have the hope of eternal life in heaven that we do. Because in the center of the picture, the cross. In the center of the picture, Jesus, the Lamb who died on the cross. He is the reason why we live with the hope of heaven. He is the reason why we are so blessed to have that hope. Listen again, then one of the elders asked me, these in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, sir, you know, and he said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, 
that therefore means that everything that just preceded this, that's the reason why they're there. Therefore, why? Because of the, they've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. How and why do we get to be in this picture? The cross answers the question, doesn't it? Because on the cross, Jesus shed his blood for us. Because on the cross, that, that blood that Jesus shed for us, that is the blood that cleanses us from all sin. And not only did Jesus die so that we could be forgiven, he rose again so as to defeat death for us, which gives us everlasting life. And it's all because of Jesus. It's only because of Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. And the fourth thing to love about this picture not only does this picture show us what life will be like then, it shows us what life can be like now, today. And it inspires us to live the way, and it empowers us to live the way that it shows. What's that way that we can live today? Well, listen to the word. Verse 15. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. What will we do in heaven? Some like to think we'll fish. Some like to think we'll golf. Some like to think we'll watch the Vikings finally win a Super Bowl. <laughs> we will serve the Lord. That's what we will do then we will be his servants. It's also what we can be and are and do now. That's how we live with this hope of heaven. That's how we live out the hope of heaven. We live it out by serving the Lord. We live it out by letting that hope frame our lives and shape our lives and empower our lives. Paul put it this way in his letter to Titus. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. And here's how Paul backs that up with what he wrote in Philippians. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So how will this look in your life? This hope of heaven that you have, how will it look in your life as you live it out this week? How will it become obvious and evident in your relationships that heaven is your hope?
in how you treat people, in, in the language that you use, in, in how you do your job, how will all of that display your servant's heart and that hope of heaven that you have in Jesus Christ? Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. That's true for our loved ones who are there already, isn't it? Someday that will be true, our reality as well. For the Lamb at the center of the throne, there's the reason why we have the hope of heaven, Jesus, the Lamb. The Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's our hope for heaven, our hope in Jesus. God bless you as you live out that hope this week. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.